The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Moreno at your service. Well, let me ask you a question. What the is going on? It's not just your head. The language in movies and television is getting more profane. And the Wall Street Journal has the data. These days... Just turning on the television seems to trigger a blitzkrieg of F-bombs or a real show, one could say. Chad Michael, CEO of EnjoyMoviesYourWay.com, which is a content filtering service for smart TVs, says we are seeing a big spike in the use of crude and profane language. As it increases, we become numb to it. And that gives writers and media outlets permission to add even more. In May, for example, the season finale of Succession on Max, formerly HBO Max, featured 235 expletives, according to a script analysis by the website uh, Preply. Before CBS could air reruns of the cowboy drama Yellowstone on broadcast television, it had a little cleaning up to do. Originally streamed on Paramount, Yellowstone included 24 utterances of the F-word, 14 of the S-word, and visual taboos such as blood splatter, uh, breast exposure, and pelvic nudity. And that was just the first episode. In the U.S., 83% of consumers use a subscription video-on-demand service. And these services, like Netflix or Amazon Prime, they're subscription-based, so they don't have to comply with FCC profanity rules that are imposed on broadcast television 
and radio programming. You know, it's kind of like the difference between terrestrial radio, where I'm on right now, versus being on a podcast or being on satellite radio. If you turn on satellite radio, even on news talk shows, they use profanity fairly regularly. No prohibition on using profanity. We on terrestrial radio really can't do that. And I, I have a couple of thoughts about this. And I, uh, I don't use profanity, not because I'm some uh, big moralist, but I just don't think it sounds, it doesn't sound great coming from me. I mean, I just, I don't know. I still, I, I still think of myself as sort of a child. And as a child, you're always ter- told, don't curse. Now, that flies in the face of a lot of the data. A lot of the data shows that, uh, particularly adults, but I think even children, Adults who curse are more creative, and it's also a very effective way at channeling frustration and channeling aggression and dealing with stress in a very healthy way. I, you know what it is? I just, to me, uh, sounds vulgar, and I'm not eager to sound vulgar. I also don't want to get in the habit of using curse words because I'm on the radio so often. If the first, my first instinct is to say, F this then I um, really wouldn't be uh, any good on the radio to not be able to turn to my first instinct. Now, the reason I say I have mixed feelings about it is because some of my favorite television and movie moments involve cursing. And I watch um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus on Veep. Veep, I think, is one of the greatest shows ever, one of the funniest shows ever. No longer on the air, but it had its run. And the way that Julia Louis-Dreyfus curses on that program, it's like watching Bob Ross paint a beautiful meadow filled with trees. It's like watching Picasso craft a masterpiece. Julia Louis-Dreyfus uses curse words like an artist. And in some ways, in another comedy, the difference between Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld really is such a great show. It is. It's timeless. People will be watching that 40, 50 years from now. But there are so many episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm that are funnier than Seinfeld. And I think that there's two main reasons. One has to do with they don't have to build to a crescendo before a commercial break three or four times an episode. But the other one is the fact that they can curse. The fact that they can curse adds such an element of human emotion and such a depth of realism there, even when there's silly scenarios or dopey scenarios, that um, really does make it more enjoyable. So I am very conflicted. I think there's way too much cursing in society. You know, again, we have people at the workplace uh, that curse a great deal, and you know I don't love it. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it, it. It makes for. It makes. It's kind of an aggressive thing at the workplace when you when you use that kind of language. I don't think that's appropriate. But I do love television shows and movies that do have cursing. Wouldn't want my son seeing it, right? I, I enjoy being able to put on a broadcast channel. And know that uh, a child that's in the room, whether it's my son or someone else, is not going to be subjected to a barrage of curse words that he's then going to repeat. And then I have to explain what each of these things mean. So I'm very conflicted 
I am curious, though, what you think in terms of why there's this uptick in cursing on television and movies. On the one hand, the answer is fairly obvious. So many of these shows aren't produced for broadcast television. They're produced for cable or for these subscription services. And, you know, you can curse on those and you can't curse on the broadcast networks. But I'm also wondering, and I don't have an answer for this, are there more people society in society that are cursing? Are there more people using profanity now than there used to be? And is the television and movie programming a reflection of that? Is the movies that are showing everyone cursing just mirroring what's happening in society? Or have people always cursed just about the same amount and now movies are kind of catching up to where society is? Does that make sense? I'm laying out kind of two scenarios. One is... People are cursing just as much now as they did 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. And the movies are just kind of catching up with where people have always been. Or are people actually cursing more now? If so, why? Why do you think that's the case? Or it could be the other way around. Could be maybe the movies are causing the cursing if, if they, if, in real life, if they are. 800-848-9222 if you have a thought. Here is uh, some interesting data that I came across. This is unscientific. This is based on Reddit post, which, I mean, what does that mean? And they go through the 10 states that supposedly use the most profanity. And again, it's unscientific. So what does it really mean? All right. Uh, any guesses, by the way, Matt Blaze, as to which state leads the country in cursing, supposedly? Florida. Number three. Number three in the country, but no, not number one. Any other guesses? I'm not going to say New York. It not even obvious. in the top ten. Not even in obvious. the top ten. Like North Carolina? North Carolina, not in the top ten. No. Um Cali? California not in the top 10. No. Um, uh, all right, I'm going to give you the top 10. And again, this is based on Reddit posts. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a lot of profane Redditors that don't necessarily behave this way in conversation. Idaho, number 10. Oklahoma, number 9. Louisiana, number 8. Indiana, number 7. Iowa, number 6. Missouri, number 5. Tennessee, where we have two great affiliates, KWAM and WUCT, number four. Florida, as I mentioned, number three. Ohio, number two. And number one, the Lone Star State, Texas. Texas. 800-848-9222 if uh, you're surprised by that or not. Well, uh, I'll be a monkey's... In Uncle, Texas has been named the cussing capital of the world. Well, of the country, I should say. Uh, look, I'm trying not to overthink this, right? And as I've as I've indicated, I'm sort of ambivalent about this myself. About because I see a great film that uh, involves cursing, and whether it's a comedy like My Cousin Vinny or whether it's a drama like Schindler's List, 
And then they put that on television. And I think they've butchered it. They've ruined this art. When um, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini gets up there to give his opening statement and he says on the television version, everything that guy just said is BS. It so ruins the humor of that moment because it's so inappropriate for an attorney to use the S word in front of a jury. In that context, right? In the world that they've created in that movie. So I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I'm curious what you make of this. Are you concerned? Do you not care? And is this a mirror of what's happening in society? Are people cursing more? If so, what's it all about, Alfie? 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Let me begin with Original Rick in Original Jersey. Hi, Rick. Yes, good morning, Frank. Good morning. Um, one of the reasons I think you like the better with the cursing the, the uh, movies is because it's just more realistic. People don't, most people in those situations don't say shoot and freaking, they say the real word. And I think it's just, is you like realism, you know, you don't, you don't. So it's one of that reasons. but I found out because I've been going through tests to have surgery that, you know, my height, my blood pressure was a little high. My doctor was like, well, we got to lower this and all that. And I've always been like you. I used shoot and freaking and every other cinnamon or whatever you call it, instead of the real word. And I just started, for some reason, I was hanging around with people that were cursing more. I started cursing again. I went back to the doctor. And he said, wow, what did you do to get your blood pressure down? I said, nothing. I didn't realize it. But then I thought to myself, I started expressing myself the way I really wanted to, but kept it. I held back because of moral or just civil. It doesn't sound good. You know, it sounds like I'm a a street person. But really saying those words expressed more of what I was really feeling when I stubbed my toe. Instead of saying, shoot, I said the real word. And it lowered my blood pressure. And I think think we should think about that. You know, it's so funny that you say that, uh, Rick, because a a friend of mine, someone that I really respect and look up to, um, Jimmy Otto, he happens to be the buildings commissioner in uh, New York City now. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this anecdote. But I asked him years ago, four or five years ago, maybe more, how he dealt with uh, certain stresses in life. Because he was going through a lot um, professionally, personally, politically. I said, how do you deal with it? And he immediately cited... Four things. He said uh, podcasts, reading, working out, and cursing. And he said, which if you've ever Googled or put uh, Jimmy Otto in YouTube, you see he does like to use profanity. And he said without all four of those, he would really be not the person that he was today. So you would actually recommend cursing to people. Well, not at people. But using the, like, I wouldn't say, oh, you're this or you're effing that. I would just use it as a, a, an exclamation, like if I was doing something and it, it didn't work out, oh, F, you know, that kind of thing. Not at somebody, because then that's, that's negative and that's uh, attacking someone. But using the word for expressing yourself, I think does. You know, that's so interesting, Rick, and you've given me a lot to think about. I, I am going to think about that, actually. Matt Blaze, are you, a, are you a, a cursor routinely? Yeah, I don't think I'm an over-cursor, but yeah, I, I, 
I do. Do you do it every day? Yes. Every day? Yes. Once, twice, five times, ten times? Probably five to ten times. Five to ten times in a given day? Probably at least. Right. Do you find it helpful like uh Rick? I just... No, not in that way. I just think it's just the way people talk. Like, it's more real, like, like Rick was saying about in the movies. Besides the fact that I hate when they do that in movies, too, because you still see their mouths move. Oh, no, it's just... it's Unless they do awful. an edited version, which they do a lot with awful. movies. But when that... That, um, that I don't like either. But I think it's... I, I was thinking about... First, I was thinking maybe people are cursing more. And then I thought, no, I think people always did curse, and now the movies and TV are catching up. Since anything that's a cable network, you can curse on. It's not just right, like HBO or right. Pay. It's any network. They don't because they just they don't want the rating or the, the viewership, but they can, and it's okay. You know, it's uh, it make, makes sense. You know, it's funny talking about realism. A lot of folks. I knew a filmmaker one time, I'm still friendly with him, but he was producing a series for television, a gangster series. And he said part of the problem in capturing the realism of the these gangsters is they all, you know, they all use profanity like crazy. And you can't show that on network television, which is where they were doing this show. The show didn't ultimately come off, but, you know, that happens in television. But I think back, and there are certain films that uh, depict a certain lifestyle where there are a lot of profanity. Um, You know, Casino, for instance, great mob picture, a lot of profanity. In The Godfather, there's not any profanity. There's one word that refers to a piece of male anatomy that, you know, could be considered vulgar, bordering on uh, profanity back in 1972 I'm sure it was considered profanity but these days it's it's mild I have colleagues that say this word on the radio but the other than that one word in the Godfather there's not a single other piece of profanity and yet you watch the Godfather and you don't sit there thinking well you know that's unrealistic I think it's very realistic it's realistic because it captures human emotions. So I, I realize I'm kind of waffling back and forth, and maybe that's one of my failures as a talk show host. But I really, I, I'm very interested in this, um, th- these results. And then um, if you saw what happened with Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes was, uh, he's the uh, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. And on Sunday, there w- this is the re- these are the reigning Super Bowl champions. And they've dropped three out of their last four games, okay? They've also now lost three times in a row to the Buffalo Bills in the regular season. So the interesting thing that people are talking about is not another loss in the title defense. It was the sight of the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, really completely losing his mind, going Totally ballistic. And this is, I don't know how closely you follow Pat Mahomes or the Chiefs, but this is not at all characteristic of Pat Mahomes. This is a guy who is a a gentleman's gentleman, a two-time league MVP and a two-time Super Bowl MVP, who some folks have said could, when it's all said and done, if he stays healthy, he could approach Tom Brady and Tom Brady's status for a career Maybe even the greatest of all time. But when things don't go, go Mahomes' way, you really don't see him go nuts. 
he usually gets kind of a, a silent grimace. Even if maybe that's about it, right? But he went maniacal on Sunday, screaming at officials from the Kansas City sideline while actually being restrained by his offensive lineman. So once the 20 to 17 outcome of the game was decided after an offsides call, they, you know, you really saw a side of Pat Mahomes that was very uncharacteristic. So uh, the Chiefs coach, Andy Reid, he shared a lot of Pat Mahomes' dismay, and he was going pretty crazy. Uh, here's a little bit of this Pat Mahomes meltdown from Sunday, I believe. Fucking terrible. Fucking worst call I've ever fucking seen, man. So that was pretty much broadcast without the bleeps on television. And I don't really love that because you might have children watching football. You might have families watching football together. And then you have, um, you know, children repeating that. Now, Pat Mahomes has apologized to uh, Josh Allen, who uh, was the Bills quarterback, who's, you know, was on the receiving end of some of that. He's what Patrick Mahomes said. Now, obviously, you don't want to react that way. I just, I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love, I love this game. I love my teammates. And I, I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but uh, obviously can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in, in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, just re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional. Um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example uh, for for kids watching the game. So uh, that that I was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. So, yeah, again, after the game and the outburst that you just heard, he went and cursed at Josh Allen, the Bills uh, quarterback, and, you know, went on an expletive-laced tirade to him. As far as I'm concerned, it's over. You know, he apologized. He explained why he overreacted. Look, you know, in the height of a game, we all get emotional, and uh, we're all doing the best we can. Sometimes our emotions get the better of us. It happens. But um, it is interesting. All right, 800-848-9222. Bill is in Maryland. Hello, Bill. Hello, how are you? I am uh, happy as a squirrel with a nut. You know, I think it's only human nature that people curse a lot of times. It's become too commonplace, though. And, uh, you know, in real life, meaning not on screen when you're work a, in a work-a-day job like I am, work slob, working day slob, living from paycheck to paycheck. There are certain rules where I work that you just can't talk to people uh, using that kind of, you know, gutter gutter trash. You'd be out the door in a minute. Uh, it's just not accepted. And you have to learn how to uh, express yourself in an educated manner. That's not to say educated people don't curse. They do. But we've come to a point that I think some, I think there's a lot of things for me that just aren't acceptable. I think if you doing a comedy routine, for example, in here, it always has to get dirty. And to me, that's not a sign of creativity. And then my feeling is, okay, change the subject. Let's let's move on. All right. Uh, fair enough, Bill. Uh, fair enough. Um, you know, can't argue with that. 800-848-9222. Carol's in Yonkers. Hi, Carol. Good morning. How are you? Um, I think that it's our culture. I'll tell you, I'm 67, so I grew up in the 70s, you know? And I don't want to say I'm a saint. I do use bad language when I'm extremely angry. 
But other than that, I consider myself a real lady. And when I hear, um, like, I'll do, I don't even have a TV. Would you believe I don't have a TV? I believe I, it. There's, there's nothing on that TV that's for me. Nothing. Anywhere, on, the t- uh, on any show, any news, nothing. But the thing is, when I'm out, you know, walking around, I hear bad language all the time, and it makes me cringe. And, like, I'm not, like, um, what do you call it, a saint or anything like that. Right. No, but none of us like, are. None of us are. Sure. Yeah, right. It, it's just so unbecoming, and it just sounds so horrible. I just think, and, and also, I, I'm not being a snob. I'm not a snob or anything like that, but I just think it makes somebody appear low, n- not in a good class. It, it just doesn't sound right. You it's know, it's not no good. It's, no good. it's interesting that you brought up, uh, Carol, the the issue of gender because it's one that I hadn't mentioned in the context of this conversation. And you use the the terminology unladylike. I, I was always, you know, my father uh, to this day. I think I've heard him curse maybe once when he was when, when I was three or four years old. Um, I think in my life <laughs> I've heard him curse maybe you know three times at at most at most and what he always said is you know if you when you get older if you want to curse curse especially you know if you're you know playing sports or whatever but um he said you should absolutely never use profanity in front of children or women as a woman do you feel that men should sort of abide by that code? Are you bothered when a man uses profanity in front of a lady? Now, I brought this up oh. with some women, and they say, uh, no, I'm not this delicate flower. I'll, I'll curse with the best of them. What do you think? That's, I, I definitely agree with you. And you know what? The girls are just as bad as the boys. It's like they don't know any different. It sounds horrible. And the thing is, they don't realize it. So I let it go. I don't like it. Like my, yeah, I cringe because they, you know what? I don't think they know what they're doing because it's, it's pervasive. It's all pervasive. Interesting. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's really, it's out there. It's, it's like, they don't know any different. And I'm just going to listen, I'm glad I'm my age and I'm glad I'm not 20. That's all I can say <laughs> <laughs> because to, to grow, <laughs> to grow up, um, What's with what's going on? It's not easy. That's for sure. That's for sure. And I grew up in a family that, you know, we use that, you know, I mean, they said the S word sometimes, you know, like they stubbed their child or something like that. But we grew up with manners. I couldn't even eat a cookie. I had to wait till I got home from the bakery. Otherwise, we'd get a crack. We, you know, that's how strict they were. And to this day, I still can't do that. You know, we were. yeah. We grew up with manners. Yeah, Carol, what do you make, though, of the... I know you said you don't have a television. Do you think the fact that there's more profanity on television and in movies now, that that's a reflection of reality, as Matt Blaze seems to? Or do you think that it's, um, you know, people... Has cursing gotten worse in real life as well, or is it just getting worse in the movies? You know, it's it's all over. It's It's in real life. It's in the movies. I agree with you. That was very interesting comment. Very, very astute. But I think you're, a, I mean, not just fun with smoke, but you are a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> walking encyclopedia. I don't care what you say. Well, I, yeah. That was interesting about the Godfather. And I never really picked that up, but that's very, very true. Thank you, um, uh, Carol. I just want to get some other people. And I don't mean to cut you off, but um, especially if you were going to say something nice about me. But. I uh, am not an encyclopedia at all, but I do know 
the dialogue of the Godfather. That's uh, that's when you've seen it as many times as I I have. That's you know understandable. Ellen is in New Jersey. Ellen, what do you make of all this? Good morning, Frank. You know, I started out with one point, and now I've got a, a, a whole other... All right, let, lay it on me. Lay it on me. My initial thought was exactly what you said. How much credit can we give to something uh, without knowing how the numbers were put together? Especially as I understand Reddit, and I'm not an expert by any means. It's just a bunch of people who are kind of like expressing their opinions. I don't think they go and research something before they say it. So let's say that... Uh, a bunch of people in Texas. That was the number one for worst state, right? Yes, according to according to that. I mean, we the the okay. statistics though about movies and television shows having more profanity. That's actually oh, no, documented, yeah, no, right? No, I, I agree with that. Just based on, on on the Reddit part, let's say in Texas they went into a dive bar where you've got mostly men, because I do believe gender has a lot to do with it. They are the rougher kind of guys that hang out, and they're probably plastered. So you're going to get a whole lot of it there. Let's say you go to a church picnic in, I don't know, Rhode Island, if they're, uh, you know, one of the better states, uh, you're not going to see a whole lot of people saying anything. So I would definitely not put a lot of stock in Reddit as far as the motion pictures. And, you know, generally, my uh, opinion is, yes, profanity and cursing and bad language has definitely gotten worse over the years, I think that part of it is because when we see it on TV, when we see it in the movies, it sort of normalizes it. If you go back and look at 50s movies, TV, whatever, they were very, very, very careful not to have anything. I mean, one was I Love Lucy. The 50s, you couldn't say the word pregnant. Right. So the whole, uh, you know, it's part of the, you've talked about a lot of times, the breakdown of the family, people not going to church, people not uh, having as much time with their kids to sit down and, and really have manners, lessons, and talk about morals and stuff. Uh, so I think we it, it has increased, uh, and if you're around it, you tend to pick it up. I felt I was raised the way Carol was, very, you know, ladylike. I never heard either of my parents, I don't think I heard anyone in my family, curse or use any kind of bad language. And as I got out into the world and was exposed to it, one of my best friends for 40 years was the guy who we used to say took the F word to a new level. He could use it as any and every particle of speech and multiple times in every sentence that came out of his mouth. Um, and when you're around that, it tends to slip in uh, whether you realize it or not. I'm going through some tough stuff now right now medically, which has mm. got me extremely frustrated. Sorry to hear it's that. hitting me financially, physically, and I don't even get out into my usual social settings. And I find just in the last couple of weeks when I've been trying to get out to doctor's appointments and such, I have had so much frustration that I'm talking like a sailor. I don't recognize myself, and I hate it. When it, it, it comes out from, due to frustration, I guess... I don't know, maybe I'm not, the filters aren't working or something, maybe I'm trying to make a point. It does help with venting, but I think in my case, it's probably making my blood pressure worse, because <laughs> I feel so bad afterwards. Well, that's interesting, and uh, hey, Ellen, thank you. That's why I thought Rick's comment was really captivating, in that he found that using profanity as a release valve, it's actually helped his blood pressure, helped his level of stress. I thought that was interesting. All right. Uh, those of you that are holding Mike, Neil, Scrapper, 
Robert. We will try and get to you. But first, we're going to talk with James Flippin straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Singing about cursing and referencing cursing. Well, uh, a lot of you always want to fly into a profanity-laced tirade whenever Gnome Laden is off. Well, we have a, a substitute. It might be the methadone if you're typically used to heroin. We'll see because it's time for another edition of... Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. City, the other side of midnight, and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. And here comes the man sitting in for our news director, Noam Layden, James Slippin. Hey, James. Good morning, Frank. Well, yeah, uh, I'm also representing the New Jersey contingent. So much uh, that, like Noam, that, you're not missing anything exactly. when you get me in. It's great uh, for to him. have you. It's great to have you. James. Great to be here. I've enjoyed hearing you on the radio last, uh, well, always, but especially in the early morning. Thank you, well. Frank. Yeah, it's fun. It's a great opportunity to kind of get some extra time to delve into some of those stories you don't normally have time mm-hmm. to do at the in top a of the minute, hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, what do you have for us today? What can we so, delve into today? This is a story that's out of Dubai, which is, I guess, where the International Union for Conservation of Nature is located. But about a quarter of the world's freshwater fish are at risk of extinction. And this is uh, according to the Red List assessment put out about animals at risk, threatened by climate change, apparently. But the list includes Atlantic 
salmon. Ah! Now, how would you how would you say that? I would say salmon. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> I, I I love Atlantic wild salmon. We may have some for dinner uh, tonight. There you that's have it. It's terrible. At green turtles are also at risk. Well, I don't eat those, but still, that's terrible for the turtles. And then trees are threatened, including mahogany, thanks to nearly two centuries of unsustainable harvesting. So that's what you... Oh, yes, and it's the United National Climate Change Conference in Dubai, sorry, where this was announced. I see. Uh, but uh, who's reporting this? Where, where are these This is the from? International Union for Conservation of Nature. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I'm skeptical of this whole COP28 thing. In Dubai, I I feel like a country that makes all of its money through selling oil and fossil fuels to everybody, they're not the ones really to be hosting this kind of a a forum. But that doesn't necessarily mean those predictions are inaccurate, although I hope they are because I cannot deal with having to go to farmed salmon. I I won't do it. You only like the wild caught, the fresh caught. Absolutely, unless I'm, you know, uh, hard up, you know, on on a budget. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Got to keep us posted on that. What else do you have? We'll keep tabs on that. So also this, um, apparently flu cases are surging, especially in the nation's south. We're talking the U.S. south. And experts attribute this to vaccine hesitancy Mm. as connected to the COVID vaccine and the way people feel about that type of thing. So I don't know how you feel about the flu shot versus the COVID shot or whatever that is. Well, I I got the flu shot, but I really understand this, right? I mean, people were sold a bill of goods on the vaccine. I mean, at first you were told uh, this is going to keep you from getting COVID. It doesn't. Uh, then we were told that, um, you know, it's going to stop you from carrying COVID. We now know it doesn't. There was so much pressure that you're not able to go to work. You're not able to go to a restaurant. You can't go indoors. You can't greet your grandparent if you're not vaccinated. And a lot of people, uh, one, it seems like they downplayed the effects of the COVID vaccine in terms of, uh, you know, negative health effects for a lot of people. And then they they really oversold the benefits. Now, I, I got vaccinated and, and boosted. I didn't get the most recent booster, but I think you're going to see this across the board now. I don't think it's just the flu. I think it's uh, a lot, you know, heaven forbid, I think it's going to apply to measles, mumps, rubella. I think you're going to see a lot of parents reluctant to get their children vaccinated because the perception is public health authorities weren't completely honor- uh, honest when it came to peddling the uh, the vaccine. Do we know... You know, sometimes they say the reason the flu spikes is because the uh, vaccine, the flu vaccine that they have out there in a given season isn't best for that strain of flu. Do do we know if that's part of the reason here or is it really just people don't want to get their flu shots? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't actually have any specific reporting about whether or not the effectiveness of the shot is down and people are responding to that. You know, this particular report is... Um, arguing on behalf of this guy, Peter Hotez of the Baylor College of Medicine, that it's per, you know, anti-vaccine activism and saying that people are monetizing this issue on the Internet and he's advising people to get the flu shot. But if you get sick, take Tamiflu. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, it's interesting to know. I'm sure your buddy RFK Jr. would have some thoughts on this (laughs) subject. I'm trying to get him back on the show. I'm going to, I will ask him about this when he comes down. You know, he's one of those fellas that, um, like a lot of people, that you just, that's one of those subjects that, he then goes on for 40 minutes, right? So I I kind of try to avoid it from time to time, but <laughs> I, I, will, I will try and ask him about that when he comes on again. Anything else there? Dan? Yeah, so, I mean, I have, I have a couple, actually. Oh, but one, one is that Tesla 
just released a video of its new humanoid robot. Now, we can't play the video for everybody listening mm-hmm. on the radio, but uh, I just wondered your thoughts on it kind of delves the into the overnight what, what, realm, right? Yeah, you know, sure, robots sure. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. It's the Optimus Gen 2 robot. The updated version appears more human. The video shows the robot moving its neck, fingers, and hands more like a human. Uh, it does a little dance to demonstrate its mobility. Uh, it was first introduced back in 2021. And Elon Musk has claimed that it will eliminate dangerous, repetitive, and boring tasks. Well, I, that's what I was wondering. I mean, if this is someone that's going to be hosting a radio show, I'm totally against it. <laughs> but if it's somebody that's going to be working in a coal mine, you know, again, I recognize that uh, there's a lot of people's jobs at stake. But if you could get that same kind of uh, energy production without putting people's lives at risk, then maybe that is something worth pursuing. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm very nervous about AI, but I'm also somewhat hopeful about some of the possibilities. Yeah. So I, I'm, the jury's still out for me when it comes to AI. I think that's the measured approach mm-hmm. to the issue. Um, this is somewhat relevant then in the sense that you talk about risks and you know eliminating or reducing that. The Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, says nearly half the veterans they've screened may have been exposed to toxic substances. And the most common reports were exposures to burn pits. We've heard a lot mm. about that. And Agent Orange, both of which can be cancer-causing. Well, how many have been exposed, do they think? Half. Half? That's in- extraordinary. Nearly half. Uh, are, do we know... Um, Five million veterans screened, so 2.5. There was such a there was such a controversy about um, you know eight or nine years ago about the lack of quality health care that folks at the VA hospitals were getting. Do we know if the folks that have been exposed to this level of toxicity, if they're getting an adequate level of care from these VA? Uh, well, we do know hospitals? that the PACT Act is part of where these screenings come mm-hmm. from. So that was a law that expands benefits for veterans who were exposed to toxic substances. I remember sometime over the last couple of years, there was something specific we, specifically with legislation that either kind of caught some of those people into the 9-11 funding mm-hmm. maybe, or there was another specific trough of funding that was put together for people with burn pits, for sure, exposed to that. Because I think in Afghanistan, that's been a big concern, or maybe Iraq, but I know for sure in parts of the Middle East, that war theater the burn pits were a big concern. No doubt. No doubt. I think it was both Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and honestly, and I talk about this a lot, but it's one of the reasons I think we should be really reluctant to commit U.S. troops anywhere where American safety is not uh, immediately at stake. But uh, that is uh, a whole different can of worms. Give us one more. Jim. Last thing here, Frank. The president of Mexico sending his condolences to the family of El Chapo after the drug lord's mother passed away. Oh. Local reports say that 95-year-old Consuelo Perez died Sunday morning at a hospital in Sinaloa, and she was the mother of convicted kingpin uh, El Chapo Guzman. So, yeah. What exactly did the Mexican president have to say about the uh, drug lord's mother? He said, let's see, President Lopez Obrador sent his respects to the Guzman family and said any human being that dies 
deserves respect. I'm sure it was just an accident that El Chapo was able to escape from every Mexican prison that ever held him. Uh, just just, uh, just a coincidence, I'm sure. Well, yes, we want to give our condolences to the uh, Consuelo, Consuelo Perez, yes. Yes, and uh, everybody, all the relatives of El Chapo. My goodness. Thank you, James. Are you, so we're, you're done for this week, at least as far as we're concerned. Yeah, actually, uh, in, in entirety, I'm off tomorrow and Friday at, you know, getting to the end of the year. you got to use up those days. Yeah, you got to... <laughs> I, I, you don't have to tell me, James. Use it or lose it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, filling in for Noam today, and then off tomorrow and Friday. Wonderful. Enjoy, enjoy the four day weekend. Thank you, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, that's James Slippin. And now you know the rest of the story. All right, uh, a lot of you are holding, and I uh, promised that I would get to you, so I will. And then we're going to do fifteen seconds of fame. Neil in Baltimore has been holding. What's on your mind, Neil? Yeah, nice to talk to you again, Frank. You too. Um, yeah, um, good job on the fill-in by flipping. I like that. That's a good one. I should have. I wish I was clever enough to think of that one on my own. Well done. <laughs> uh, real quick, I had the flu in 1989 and never have had a flu shot and never got the flu ever again. Um, just a, a little aside. I was thinking about when you're talking about profanity, <laughs> when you have children, um, eventually that's the, the word's going to come out, and you'll never forget. The first time you hear your child use profanity, I have two daughters, and to this day now they they swear so much. I mean, they just it's so common. They look at these their phone, they're flipping through their phone, and it's f this, f that, every little blurb, and I and I say turn it off. You know, I don't want to hear it. And when when they swear, I tell them without a lot of reaction that you know they could express themselves in a different way to their father because it's just not appealing to me especially from a, a young lady how old were so, they when they started well <laughs> the one <laughs> the one the sun was shining in her eyes i was driving i'll never forget and the the visor was too high up and she said the sun is in my effing eyes and she was only 9 and my oldest one was in the back seat and she started laughing i said no 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 don't <laughs> don't encourage that but so now, they could be. Where did where did she young. pick up that that kind of language? That's the first thing I thought of. Where where did she learn that word? So my, I think it was probably from her older sister. I see. My best guess. Yeah. Interesting. But, um, yeah. Loving the show, Frank. I've been listening a lot. Haven't been calling very much, but really enjoy it. All right. Thank you, Neil, former Nis- listener of the week, Neil in Baltimore. Honestly, I could tell you, I don't think um, you know any of my parents have ever heard me use profanity 800 not again i'm not (laughs) looking for a medal and if you listen to rick maybe i'd have fewer health issues not that i have health issues but that maybe i'd have a a more healthy blood pressure if i did curse more 800-848-9222 hey mike in pennsylvania has been holding let me just get to him hi michael how you doing frank uh i'm hope i can get this in because i was listening to you too as far as texas is concerned seinfeld fan they have a whole episode on texas how they cursed. If you remember when George I do, yeah, the, with the guys from the Astros. Yeah, that's right. That, that's all they're doing, cursing. That's that's one. Second of all, you know, I was brought up in the shipyards and all. I got a real salty tongue. But the reason why you got on TV in the movies because the writers aren't writers. They're lazy. Let's take let's take for example, take the the scene in um, in Goodfellas when uh, when Tommy's you know messing with Ray Liotta. You know, uh, about being funny. And, you know, you laugh at that and all. But now let's take the odd couple, Jack Lemon and uh, and Walter Matthau, and all them guys sitting around a card table. What's more funnier, 
the way those guys talk or the way the, the gangsters talk. Well, Mike, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I agree. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit of an apples to oranges comparison because one is a drama and one is a comedy. I, I think my comparison of the good, the Godfather, two good fellas, is a bit more apt. But your point's well taken. All right, we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. I'm going to give you plenty of time to say whatever you want as long as it's 15 seconds or less. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Trust Busters singing the new version of The Other Side of Midnight. You know, believe it or not, I have a bunch of stuff that I didn't get to today. That's the problem with two hour-long guests. I don't get to I don't get to share my anecdotes. Some of you probably like that. All right, uh, tomorrow I have a lot of anecdotes for you to share. Also, Brian Kilmeade will be here and uh, some other things that we're working on for tomorrow. But I'm going to leave some empty space for you to, uh, non-guest space, I should say, for you to be heard and for me to share with you. Meantime, it's time for you to be heard for 15 seconds as part of... The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Mike. Robert. Hi, Frank. I challenge you to an on-air, in-studio debate over Biden impeachment and the merits. Mike. Good morning, Frank. Cursing is for amateurs, the weak-minded. You and I are better than that. We can get our point across with wit and sarcasm. F that cursing bull. You'll have to finish it, Frank. (laughs) Ray. Elliot was exactly right. Danny Aiello started his career very late. I grew up with his kids in Marble Hill Projects. Two of his boys, unfortunately, are gone to pancreatic cancer, but it was a, they were a great family. Jay. What's a superstar stuff, Frank? You're the greatest. Matt and Christian, you're pretty great, too. Rocco. Yeah, they're all great. And don't forget the sitting crew, gang. They're all great. No men, all the guys. And Israel forever. Happy Hanukkah. Happy- uh, Sam. Uh, scissor moron, scissor moron, scissor moron, scissor moron. All right. On that note, I think we will end it there. Uh, back tomorrow with uh, Brian Kilmeade and a whole lot of other fun sub- subjects. You can uh, stay in touch on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Morano fan. I post a lot of the articles we talk about on there, and you'll get an invite 
to join our our Facebook group. Working on that New Year's Eve email. Hoping to have that finished today. Until tomorrow, Frank Morano, good day.